0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Broncos for Breakfast with Nick Kendall and Scott Kennedy. All right.
1: Welcome in. Welcome in. Welcome in. It is Monday morning, the 10th of April. 17 days until the NFL draft kicks off and it's time for an episode of Broncos for Breakfast. I am Nick Kendall and joined by once again this week uh Scott Kennedy. Scott, is that's the name there on the Broncos for Breakfast, Scott Kennedy drinking from the mug. How you doing, Scott? Uh, welcome back. How was your How was your vacation? How was your family time?
2: I'm doing well. I don't call it vacation. It's more work than 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 work. So, uh but yeah, I uh, I got to spend some time away from the house a little bit and uh if you're into roller coasters at all, the VelociCoaster at Universal Studios is chef's kiss. It's top notch. Um, we did the uh, the fast pass. We we worked some ways to work some ways around it. If you stay at one of the local hotels, you get a fast pass for for the day you're there. You check in, and the day you leave, uh, made it worth it. Otherwise, there's three hour lines. <laughs> but it's about as close as you can get to riding a jet plane. I would think the the switchbacks, the speed, the acceleration. It was it's pretty
1: awesome. Well, uh, sounds like a great time. Uh, congrats to you on getting away for a little bit. I know it's a lot of work with the family stuff. I was in the office like 10 hours a day, both on Saturday and Sunday. So I'm seeing if I can work. I worked Sunday last week as well. So I'd be like working 16 days in a row or something, but uh, that's okay. Um, we're getting those hours in right now. So that way we can run and play in the summertime and, uh, getting everything ready for the NFL draft. And that's what today is going to be a lot of NFL draft talk. Uh, if you guys have anything else specific about the Broncos roster, And we'll get into it. But uh, I know that we're going to run a mock draft today. Also, uh, it was funny on uh, Tuesday, uh, Scott Carl was a little bit, you know, Nick, we haven't run a single mock draft simulator yet. I'm like, what? You kidding me? We do those all the time. I think we've been hogging them a bit. So I'm going to have to save one for uh, Carl at some point uh, on next Tuesday. But uh, also, congrats, uh, Scott. Today is Beast Day. Uh, Dane Brugler on The Athletic released his uh, 800 prospect article or whatever the heck it is, um, where uh, he on The Athletic, I mean, getting access to the beast is worth the athletic subscription in itself. Uh, So shout out to Dane Brugler, friend of the show. Uh, Talk to him pretty often uh, covering the draft. So good dude Uh, makes time for little guys like us or like me. I'm not you, Scott, but like me. So uh, shout out to happy beast Day, everybody. And let's say hello to some people in the chat. We got our guy, Aaron Wagner coming in saying morning, gents, a couple things. How would your how would contract restructure affect the signings of any more possible free agents left, such as Turner? I believe he means Billy Turner. Also, are Judy or Sutton trade talks more dead or paused at this point? Uh, So, Scott, I'll I'll give you the first one here. Um, Possible restructures in regards to signing somebody like Billy Turner.
2: Um, Now, if it's restructures, as in which ones could you possibly do? um, Or if it was a specific one. uh, I can go into the reasons why you're not going to restructure Russell Wilson right now. And the main one is probably he's already got a low cap hit. It's only like $22 The big money hits next year. The other reasons for that is a restructure usually means you've got some sort of leverage. Either you're paying for a guy that you can cut because his, his salary is much higher than his dead cap number. That's not the case with him. It actually would cost you money to cut him, so you can't use that against him. Or you don't mind extending his contract future years and being committed to that player for a longer period of time. Those are three things that you don't want to have happen right now. One, he's got a low low contract. Two, you don't want to be committed to him for a longer term, uh, and three, his dead cap money is way higher than his contract hit right now, so that restructure wouldn't happen. Um, Nick just got into the sun, so come out of the light, Nick. Step oh, out no. of the light. Um, and uh, other guys, you know, if you wanted Garrett Bowles, possibly could could work. You could you could restructure some, but. Um, Billy Turner wouldn't cost a whole lot of money, so you could, you could find money for him without restructuring guys. Justin Simmons is another guy. He's on 18 with a 10 million Ted cap. That makes him a restructure candidate, but, uh, there's not a lot of flexibility right now with contract restructures in order to get a big ticket free agent no. and Billy Turner wouldn't cost a whole lot of money
1: if you even wanted to bring him back. Yeah. Can't find still out there, right? I know he took a visit with the Jags, but, uh, God, he's, he was good last year. I don't understand why he's still on the market. Uh, maybe he's holding out for a bigger deal uh, but uh, or waiting until after the draft, but uh, I'd be over the moon to bring back Cam Fleming uh, instead, who played at left guard and right tackle and I think could do power scheme stuff for you. Uh, but as far as restructures, I think the only person who really makes sense when I approach the roster is Justin Simmons. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, everybody else is like, how do we love them enough to commit to them further than what their contract already uh, has them signed up for? The only one who makes sense to me that's not on a rookie deal is Justin Simmons, where his type of play – Ah, uh, the leadership ability, the positioning plays. It's not like you're approaching a 29 year old cornerback or a 35 year old edge rusher or a you know 30 year old wide receiver where it's like, if we commit to this guy, it could all go poof really quickly. Like safeties typically age really gracefully, so that's the one that I think you could approach the restructure. Uh, and if you don't spend that money, guess what? You roll it over. But that's that's really the only one. And, and they
2: talk about they talk about guys. Oh, the salary cap is a myth. The salary cap is a myth. no. It's not. It's, it's a myth. If you've got money committed to young players who are still good, if they're still worth the money, then you don't mind kicking that can down the road. When you've got guys that are eating up salary cap on big dead money deals who are into decline, the salary cap becomes very, very real. So that's one of the problems you're in right now is, you know, and it's, you didn't mind doing it at the time. Cortland Sutton and Tim Patrick both look like great deals. Um, Randy Gregory was okay again. And a lot of the thing is these deals are a lot of the structure of the contract that George Payton put together was for a run in 2022. That didn't work in 2023. And then starting next season, there is a lot of flexibility after the 2023 season for 2024. You've got a lot of flexibility with contracts, uh, including Russell Wilson. Yeah.
1: You, you, that's just how it's all set up. I mean, it's a good job to have that kind of like reset button uh, that's set up just naturally with how the roster is set up right now. So you don't really want to do that. The other question that he had uh, was about trading Judy or Sutton and talking about the, the wide receivers. I think it is at a pause. If somebody pays the price, they might be gone. doesn't seem like anybody wants to pay the price. So not being moved. Our guy, yeah, everybody's Ronson. got a price. Is it dead? Maybe. Um,
2: yeah. Could it be revived? Sure. Every, everybody's got a price. Are you actively shopping, trying to move these guys? We can't go to camp with them because they're they're trouble. They're bad news. They're bad. No, they're not. They're, they're good players. Um, they're a little expensive for what you got out of them. But I think I think I looked at Sutton and he was like, you know, 15th or 16th in, in compensation. And he was like 25th in yards. It wasn't that out of whack. Tim Patrick's was actually worse because of the injury, obviously. Yeah. Um, Sutton's money for his production wasn't that far out of line. No. Uh, now you're hoping, and you should be able to get a much more consistent season out of Cortland Sutton and the rest of the offense than
1: you were last year, frankly, because the bar has been set so low, unfortunately but that setting the bar high. Our guy, Michael, came out today on the other show. Uh, Falcons with $50 out of the gate. And Michael's coming in on Facebook now saying, good morning, Nick and Scott on Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and buck em. A big old buck you too, Michael. We always really appreciate you coming in. Kevin Gray, morning Broncos country. Hope you had a fine vacation. Dominique coming in, morning Broncos fan. For what it's worth, hope everyone has a great day. Well, for what it's worth, I hope you have a great day too. Jamal Killings, good morning to you. Billy coming in, correcting us, I think, for a show. Maybe just me. I'm talking about Darren Spoles drafted by the Chargers. I remember now uh, going to the Chargers. I just... Some of those running backs feel interchangeable. Maybe I was thinking about Brian Westbrook earlier when I mentioned I'm picturing a small running back with the Eagles. Maybe it was a uh, Brian Westbrook, Dave Glassman. Oh, ha- you probably don't remember Gerald McNeil and one of the very cool nicknames. He was
2: the ice cube. He's like 145 pounds. Oh, wow. And he was wow. a return guy. Gerald McNeil, the ice cube. He, uh, he returned punts. I think he was with the Cleveland Browns and that was his nickname.
0: We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all you need indeed.
2: I, bet he, I he played it under 150, and this wasn't, you know, 1940s. This is
1: 80s and 90s. It wasn't that long ago. Interesting. He, he was still an anomaly then. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about an anomaly running back today at some point, but did want to say hello to Dave Glassman. We got our guy Keith Brugman coming in. Uh, thank you so much, Keith. Always rocking the uh, the very nice, uh, you know, beard. I think it's a John Muir going on there. Uh, I if I shaved
2: my head and plastered it to
1: to my, there's just no way it's not happening. If you, what if you plug your nose and like blow really hard, you know, like play. No, Dough, I still you know. only shave
2: twice a week for God's sakes. And you wouldn't know like Mondays and Thursday mornings. That's about it.
1: Well, some people would consider that a blessing. It's less work. Uh, but Keith Brugman, Sean Payton, in the past has shown you will trade players or picks in the draft. How likely the trade happens this year. I think Broncos will trade. What would you put the over under at? That's a better question. Cause not only is it Sean Payton moving around, it's George Payton. George Payton is a trigger happy up and down kind of guy. So I put the Broncos uh, moves in the draft at three and a half.
2: I'll take the under. I was thinking two. I think okay. two will have. So I, I'd set it at two and a half and take the under on that one. So um, something will probably happen. And it could be something that doesn't look like much at the time. Like, oh, they moved up. You know, you, you mentioned picking up uh, the the, the movie made last year for the 2023, picking up a fourth or something. It was It didn't look like much at the
1: time, but what a great move. Yeah. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I I was thinking three, and you're thinking two, so I guess two and a half is the yeah. uh, the better line. That's why I'm not in Vegas uh, working that. But thank <laughs> you, Sp- Thanks for the stars, Keith. Yeah, God bless, man. Happy Monday to you, Mark. coming in and say morning all. Got our guy Joseph saying good morrow to the people of Broncos Country. Our guy Mark Schrader, good morning, gentlemen. Chase Wellner with the uh, eggs and bacon, making me hungry here. Greg Smith, good morning Broncos for breakfast. Our our gal Michaela Israel, hope you're doing well. Tell uh tell little Coop we said hi. Keith uh, coming in saying good morning, Michael Rodriguez. I don't recognize this name, but he says Denver Broncos for life. Good to see you, Michael. Welcome in Gary Palmer. I recognize that name, of course. Good morning. All also recognize Clayton here on saying morning Broncos country. Smash that like button and share guys. Thank you for doing the, uh, the Broncos country work there. Don't want to use say the Lord after Easter. I think that might be a bad juju, but uh, how was your guys Easter? It was good. Great way to start Monday morning, cleaning out our shed and listening to the best morning podcast. So who'd you listen to before us then? And now you're stuck with us. No, thank you so much, Clayton. <laughs> Hope you have some good weather there uh, wherever you're at. And I'm uh, glad you had a good Easter uh, as well.
2: Yep. And then uh, Austin asks, uh, Austin H asks, will you guys beat the draft? No, I, I don't go to the draft. I don't go to the combine either, actually. Um, those aren't media events per se. Those are parties. <laughs> those are those are big tailgating events. Um, I'm not into those type of things. But no, it's I go to the Senior Bowl because I'm able to get information that is also then mine like video. I can shoot video that I own the rights to. There isn't anything I could get by being at the draft that I can't get from home. And if that's the case, I ain't going.
1: Yeah. That's uh, and what if it was in Atlanta? No, no. Okay. Scott. Yeah. Scott's Scott's kind of more like me. I'm going to go out in the woods. No, gonna...
2: there's, there's there, like I said, there's nothing I could, there's nothing I'm going to get by being there that I can't get from, from, it's, no it's just not it's not worth my time to go to the draft it uh, there's nothing professionally that's going to really help me by being there friendship
1: <laughs> camaraderie no. it's a
2: social thing that's yeah. more what it would be about it would yeah. be about networking and, and dude i'm i'm that's not me
1: yeah.
2: <laughs> i'm not going out to the bars with people after the fact and rubbing elbows and uh, i don't i don't do those things to my yeah. own detriment unfortunately
1: <laughs> eric figueroa coming in saying good morning good to see you uh, we got a guy, um, Aaron Wagner, saying super thorough answers. Thanks, guys. We spent about 10, 15 minutes on it. So God bless, Aaron. If you guys want a good question, be the first one in there. But uh, we'll talk. I mean, we should we get in here and we'll just uh, we just hang out with you guys. So we definitely aren't one of those ones who we're having. It's not the Scott and Nick show. It's your guys' show. So if you have questions, we're going to try to get in on it. Uh, Gyla Maples coming in. Gyla's always a big supporter of the show, saying morning. Great to see you guys together again. Yeah, Gyla was miserable last week with me just running myself. So uh, welcome back, Scott. I was too um it's good to have you in here uh back we got perry cordova saying yes i love the broncos but I don't like to listen to people that love to listen to themselves i don't know if that's a shot at us but uh perry good morning to you hope you had a good easter <laughs> um adam strange what's up broncos country and gary palmer coming in 1999 saying good morning nick and scott welcome back from vacation scott go broncos and broncos for breakfast for life
2: yeah absolutely gary thank you for continuing to support the show i'm watching that go through uh like I said, I wasn't that far away on any of these, that's for sure. Ryan says, good morning. Will Overshone be available in the third? And would he be a fit with Denver? That's a good question for you, uh,
1: Nick. Overshown's a good athlete at linebacker. I don't think I would take him in the third. Uh, he's one of those guys that I really want to see. Uh who else is available there It's starting in the fourth. Uh, that's the linebacker, but really the only linebackers that I'm that interested in for early third round for the Broncos, specifically middle, stack, off ball, whatever you want to call them, uh, would be Drew Sanders and Jack Campbell and trent simpson after that though i don't think i'm taking any off ball uh linebacker category type of player in that slot there's going to be edge rusher defensive line offensive line uh cornerback that i'm going to tight end wide receiver that i'm going to value more unless we're talking drew sanders trent simpson uh jack campbell personally
2: yeah it's it's not a priority for this team you know yeah. what? What some people would would say. Uh, Tim Durr says you skipped over one. I'll, I'll come back to that one. Nick uh, he says, "Morning, Nick and Scott. What's good, Broncos country? Good morning to you as well." And U.S. Dave says, "Experiences mean nothing. See, I'm old, Dave. I've experienced most of those things already. I've been to the combine. I don't need to go back. Uh, the draft, nah, Like I said, that's more of a that is more of a social thing. Tailgating, partying with fans, cheering and booing. No, I've I've done similar things." Um, all experiences don't necessarily are all positive. Some experiences are negative. I just soon avoid
1: the negative type. I'm just not into that stuff, Dave. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's going to be a thing. Um, Sometimes a little bit exhausting. Scott, you know, he come back and do the podcast with us after the Senior Bowl and grind and cut up the tape. So it was a work trip. Scott's got uh, plenty of time and uh, fun to do with his family, like he did coming back from Universal. So uh, Adam coming in with a question. Uh, saying should the Broncos take a tight end at 67 or 68 saw an article that hinted at it. Well, the Broncos did bring in Luke Musgrave, uh, Oregon state tight end who had a great uh, senior bowl down there in Mobile. Scott can talk about that a little bit more uh, for a visit. And I think there are six tight ends in this class that if any of them were there at 67 or 68, you have to think long and hard about it. I think the first four are very unlikely to be there for the Broncos, unless there's like a medical thing uh, that we don't know about. Uh, But You have uh, Michael Mayer, in Notre Dame, probably a first-round kind of guy. Darnell Washington, Georgia, who's just an absolute ginormous human being. He's probably a first-round kind of guy or first picks of the second round. Luke Musgrave going to go pretty early. Uh, Dalton Kincaid, some people think he's the first tight end that's going to be drafted from Utah. And then I think there's two tight ends uh, that could be available uh, there for the Broncos, uh, 67-68, in Sam Laporta from Iowa. And uh, Tucker Kraft from South Dakota State, who I really enjoy. But uh, let's let's see some Luke Musgrave here.
2: Yeah, this was a this was a specific call out. You see all the people around there real quick. I wanna back this up. You see everybody out there. So they started this practice with with call-outs on pass rushers, on running backs against linebackers, and this was a tight end, probably against a linebacker or safety. And uh, that's why everybody was out there at the beginning of the practice. So Luke got called out. Like, hey, who's the tight end that's going to go and represent the offense for us? And Luke went out there, and that, that was part of it that I put at the very beginning of his clip. He was really good.
3: Coasted
1: down. him too.
2: So you know, Nick, we talk about throwing guys open. You know, I like the big guys because they're always open. How do how do you defend that? Um, you know, against the sidelines, just just put it up in space. That's not that coverage, like, he's got no chance on a well thrown ball with a guy his size with his ability. Uh, he's he is he's 255 pounds and he's six with 33 inch arms. Um He's a mismatch. I'm a I'm a big fan of him and he can block in the blocking game as well so he, he's an absolute mismatch uh on the offensive line good athlete solid hands is he the athlete that some of these you know amazing tight ends are in the nfl maybe not um how did he end up testing he was hurt he was 461 so still pretty good with a 36 inch vertical leap so yeah he's he might not be a run after the catch type of freakazoid but as far as catching radius and going up and get it, he's got a chance to be really, really good. And as mm-hmm. Quentin says, he doesn't have to jump and he can. He's uh he's six foot six with a 36-inch vertical. This guy's doing windmill dunks, 360 type of dunks with that type of size and athleticism.
1: He reminds me a lot of uh, Dallas Goddard uh coming soft out. Hands. Of- Real South soft hands. Yeah, he's he's a good player. I think he can do the inline stuff as well and just be a mess uh, mismatch on the outside. Um, Zach power save a tight end can't block is he basically a big slow wide receiver. You kind of see a little bit of overlap going on with a uh, wide receiver and tight end. Some of those big slot options out there. They need to be sudden. They need to be able to block um, a lot of teams playing 11 personnel and they're using a big slot to kind of hybridize 12 and 11 personnel and get some of those blocking assignments with a player in space. And, and sometimes
2: if you're in space, all you got to do
1: is get in somebody's way.
2: I don't necessarily have to move him. I just have to keep him from getting into the lane. I'm trying to protect. So, <laughs> When we talk about inline guys, is he taking on ends? Maybe not. Can he get to the second level and get in somebody's way? Yeah, he can do that. Just 255 pounds, he can do that. Uh, but yeah. he, he actually can block. But the, the question was, if he can't block, is he a problem? You don't necessarily want him taking on you know, defensive linemen, but there's seven or eight other guys out
1: there too. Yeah, Wade Ray coming in with a few questions here, asking about Zach Koontz from Old Dominion. And Blake Freeland, a tackle from BYU. Zach Coons, I think, is going to go late third to very early fourth. He's somebody that, talking tight ends, I would wait on him to see if he falls to the fourth round. I think that there's a number of other tight ends. He tested, like, the best athlete at the tight end position at the Combine, but he's dealt with a number of injuries uh, transferred away from Penn State. Uh, But he's a really interesting player, without a doubt. But the injuries are a concern uh, for him. Blake Freeland tested really good. He's such a linear player. Uh, he's somebody you also have clips. I'm sure the senior bowl, Scott, but he struggled, um, good jumps, good runner, but he plays really high cut, um, does not play with good leverage at all. And, uh, if guys counter him, he just looks completely out of whack. So he's somebody who's going to really have to work on some of his technique, uh, to hang at the offensive tackle spot is he's one of those guys that proves that, um, specifically offensive tackle, it's a skill position as much as it is an athletic position. Cause you just look at the measurables. You're like, Oh my God. Top 20 pick, but the tape is way off. I mean, he just he just getting destroyed on guys in uh, counter moves. Uh Keith Brugman comes in and asks, what does Stetson Bennett have missing from
2: his tool bag? It keeps him from being a top QB prospect. Um, and, and it sounds strange to say because the guy who could go number one overall and definitely won't follow the top five, Bryce Young, but Stetson Bennett is 5'11, 192 pounds. Um, so his size is one thing. Um I think his ability to make a variety of throws, because he's got a good arm. He's got arm strength. But Bryce Young is able to deliver the ball from a, a more of a variety different of ways that helps him make up for his lack of size. Like Russell Wilson can do that. Russell Wilson is able to throw on the run a lot better uh, to help compensate for his size. But Stetson Bennett is small. Uh, some will use his age as a factor against him. He'll probably be 24. 25 when the season starts may turn 26 during the season that would keep him from being a top top prospect it wouldn't bother me for a middle rounds guy because if i can get you know your first contracts only four years anyway three four years anyway if i could get four or five years or even you know up to 10 as a good pro i would consider that player for sure so the the big one i think the big two are probably i'll say the big three size Arm talent overall cuz he does have some of the nfl throws for sure
1: and then in his age are all three things that are working against him yeah he the arm talent is just okay and i don't think he can deliver power from a variety of angles i think he's a pretty good backup uh, that can do a lot of everything he's a very underrated athlete uh, and pretty delivers a pretty football but he's also older um for a prospect as well what's the tangible upside uh for him and I just I don't know. It doesn't have the playmaking ability. I mean, you mentioned the stature of him versus Bryce Young, but Bryce Young is just a dynamic, you know, magician with the ball in his hands. Almost a little bit too much of a chaos merchant uh, for my liking for the quarterback position. It's nice that he can do it, but he does it a lot. Um, but uh, I think those are the big things. I think Bryce Young has a lot, a little bit more whip, uh, whippiness to his arm motion as well. He can deliver the ball with a lot of velocity from a different angles and platforms. Whereas Stenson, I think, is a little bit more static. Uh, so those are the things that stand out uh, for me. Also, Georgia, if you watch Georgia versus Alabama, I know that Alabama, you know, the years past have had offenses that have been unbelievable in terms of offensive line talent, and especially wide receiver talent. I mean, they had a group where they had uh, Devonta Smith, Jalen Waddell, uh, Henry Ruggs, and Jerry Judy at wide receiver at one time. Unbelievable. But this year's wide receiver and offensive line for Alabama was not that talented. They pretty much said Bryce Young, carry us um out there this year so we're the the opposite with georgia um we have an amazing defense good offensive line we can run the football we have two of the top tight ends in football hand it off and just don't make the critical error you're gonna be fine kid uh so it's we just have less understanding of what uh he can be because of how little they asked and put on his plate from a game-winning perspective so
2: good good answers on there um uh, Mark Schrader going back into the discussion. He says, "I went to the draft in Nashville, had a great time, but wouldn't go again." Um, yeah, it's again, it's a it's a party. It's a it, it's a great atmosphere for folks, um, and I wouldn't discourage anybody. But there's professionally there's there's really nothing for for me to get out of it to go, so I don't. It's a it's a big time and a monetary expense.
1: Yeah, it uh, will be. Uh... If it's ever in Seattle, I'll probably end up going. It'd be fun. Or maybe if it's in Denver, that'd be a good time. They need to have it at Red Rocks. I mean, that would be sick. I don't know if the venue can handle that. But uh, at some point, I'd like to go just, you know, knock, knock it off the bucket list. It happens in April, too. And typically, I'm just busy working in April. So I maybe could, you know, get a little vacation in there. Richard Miles saying, good morning, Nick and Scott. Glad to catch you live today. Glad to have you in here. Uh, hope you're doing well. Hope you had a good weekend. And uh, we got Joseph saying Bennett is already 40 years old. Yeah, it's he's a day three guy, um, but he could end up being a good one. And one of my favorite uh, day three potential quarterbacks, Dominique Tomlinson Robinson. Um, what are your thoughts about him? Good quarterback. He's a little bit small, but he can do a lot of different things. Uh, solid athlete. Good enough arm talent. If he's there round four, round five, uh, I would be okay with it. I've started to see him get ticked up a little bit. You know, End of round three uh, discussion there for sometimes, but he's a... Typically, you see a lot of quarterbacks go round one, and then you see a bunch go round four. Uh, there's just kind of a weird way the NFL drafts those quarterbacks where you have the starter, upside, talent guys, some day two guys that have like some sort of fatal flaw. And then round four, it's like, okay, good backups. And I think that's where we are with DTR. And uh, Nick, I'm sure you had a topic for the day. I did. Yes, Um, we'll get into it eventually. No, we'll get into it now. Um, So God bless the, uh, first off, God bless the draft media who go beyond round one for their mock drafts because, man, we are starving out here in Broncos country. And shout out to Chad Reuter, uh, uh, NFL.com draft analyst, uh, has been doing good work for them for a number of years. Typically doesn't do too much in terms of the long form uh, written articles where there's analysis and everything on every pick, but he released his second four round mock draft uh, of the year. And uh, he has the Broncos going a number of players. I got to say, I didn't love this one as much, but Chad, he does a lot with randomness. I think just in there sliding different guys for different topic uh, topics. So uh, he's very much out of the group think mentality. So there's always players that's like, Oh, he went that high versus why is he still on the board? So let's get into it here Um, for the Broncos in the third round pick 67 and pick 68. I love his pick 67 pick for the Denver Broncos Keanu Benton, uh, defensive lineman from Wisconsin. Scott, you know, I've been on him for, I mean, since we started talking about the 2023 draft, even last year, I was like, okay, there's a nose tackle from Wisconsin who I hate to play. So I adore him. Um, He just destroyed Iowa up the A gaps uh, the last couple seasons. And he came into the senior bowl and dominated.
2: Yeah. He was really good inside look the quick hands on there. As- Asim Richards is the number 67 that he just went right past is a guy. Yeah. I-, I like Asim Richards is a guard that's being, He's getting some uh, some talk about you know sixth seventh round. I don't remember him getting beat. So <laughs> the fact that he beat him is uh, it shows you what that he did pretty good. This is uh, you know, against tackle Notre Dame offensive tackle. Just the quick step and the quick hands. You know he's got some moves. We talked about Keon White. Earlier today, not necessarily knowing what he is doing out there. Keanu Keanu knows what he's doing out
1: there. Yeah, he's I mean, he's got some pass rush juice as well. He can play one technique and you can play three technique. And I think that the Broncos have some interest in him uh as well. I've heard some there's some uh some love coming from some of the coaching staff uh for Keanu Benton in Denver. Now, will he be there round three? Chad Reuter says yes here. Personally, I think that Keanu Benton's gonna go in the first. 55 picks. And uh, I like Keanu Benton a lot, probably not enough to trade up for him. Uh, But if he's there at that pick, you could go, you could really go far worse uh than adding another quality player to the defensive line. It's something that Scott and I have been harping on for a number of years here, even more so than the offensive line. I think you and I have an affinity for stacking the defensive line. You need to have the body types there. I mean, maybe it's also us being brought up in the college and high school game where in the NFL, it's like, if you have the quarterback, you win in college. If you have, five stars across the board and talent on the defensive line, you're going to be pretty damn good week in and week out. And the Broncos right now have question marks in terms of the depth, long-term protect projection on the uh, defensive front.
2: Well, it was explained to me by a 17 year old kid. When I first started covering recruiting, he played both sides of the ball. And I asked him, I said, which, which side do you like playing better? And he said, defense, which is fairly rare. They don't always say that. And I said, really, what do you like defense? He says, cause I have control of the play. He says, I can end the play myself when I'm playing defense. When I'm on offense, all kinds of other different things can happen. Now, on defense, if one guy wins, he can end the play. In It's completely the opposite on offense. If Ten guys win and one guy loses, it can end. It, you can have a negative play. So, you know, having those guys across the front, and I always say, you know, we talk about the importance of the quarterback. Well, the best pass defense in the world is a quarterback on his rear end. So, you know, and if I can force you to be – obvious because i can stop the run with the with a front four or a front three or ever without having to engage more people into into the defense and 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 i can drop those guys into coverage but i can still control the line of scrimmage i'm gonna beat you so it's uh yeah you keep and the thing is nick i i think there's a need here for some for some 300 pound defensive lineman on this
1: broncos team I mean, just in the league in general, right? It feels like over the last four drafts, some of those defensive line bodies have started to disintegrate. I mean, how many of those, like, we haven't had a draft like the 2019 one where we had like seven good defensive linemen come out in the first three rounds in a number of years I, I cut my teeth in the south
2: and my first job professionally was covering uh alabama georgia mississippi that was 48 49 and 50 in act and sat scores and i always said the single hardest position to find was a qualified defensive tackle it was it was the hardest um you know it's just we talk about the guard types you know 6 300 pounds is pretty easy to find Mm -hmm. six, three, 300 pounds and athletic. That that
1: ain't so easy. That's hard. (laughs) That's a lot harder. Yeah. It's just, it does seem like the, that body type and having quality. There is a little bit harder to find. Now, granted you can find plugs, uh, but you're, we're looking for difference makers on the defensive line. Uh, so Timder coming in and saying, are there any good cornerbacks to be had in the third, uh, I think Julius Brents is an option there for the Broncos in the third. Maybe DJ Turner falls down there from Michigan. Clark Phillips, he's really small, incredibly minuscule arm length, but had a great tape at uh, Utah. Darius Rush is another senior bowl standout. Maybe was, maybe was the best cornerback at the senior bowl um, from South Carolina. Tyreek Stevenson stands out to me as well from Miami. Uh, those are the names that I'd be looking for for the Broncos early third round uh, for who could be a potential there. After that, I mean, I think there's a little bit of a – a drop off, uh, Kaya Blue, Kelly, fine. Garrett Williams, Syracuse, fine. Uh, I don't love them as much as those other names I listed. Um, uh, thank you, Tim. And, uh, let's see Facebook user. Not sure who
2: this is right now based on the settings on there. It says, do you think that the Broncos go edge in the third? Uh, again, it it's, it's going to be based on availability. I would still, if the center is there and are we going to run a mock today, Nick? Yes, we are. We okay. need to get I Like If the center is there, one of the top centers is there at 67, 68. That's where I'm going because mm-hmm. it could be a best prospect available and it fits a big need. Um, trying to get a difference maker at edge in the third is tough. It's mm-hmm. tough. Those guys are the some of the most athletic behind cornerbacks, maybe the most athletic guys on the field, and they go early. ones that can the ones that make a difference they're they're going first round Mm -hmm. so it's uh it's a little bit tougher you know The 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 thoughts on on benito last year i'm like guys he was taking what 60 62. yeah you know no you you can't expect an immediate impact from an edge rusher who's taken 62. it's just if he was an immediate impact guy he wouldn't have been there at 62. so give him some time C- yeah. Could be a bust. There's exceptions to the rule, obviously.
1: Yeah. There there always are. Um, but you know, the the, the exceptions help prove the rule. Yeah, and Quentin's saying D, Vita Vea is the only huge D-line coming out. Uh well, we had Jordan uh what's his name last year from Georgia, the absolute gigantic guy who went Jordan to Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis, yes. Um, but uh just feel like some of the defensive line talent from a depth perspective at the top is uh, falling off a bit. Nick, what about Riley Moss? I think Riley Moss is a late fourth to mid fifth kind of guy. So I wouldn't take him in the third Um, Iowa plays a very static coverage and he's not an athletic freak in terms of the height, weight, speed uh, some physicality questions as well. So he's fine. Fourth, fifth, but not third. Uh, Keep going here on um, the mock draft from Chad Reuter. The next pick, this one was shocked me a bit. Uh Anthony Bradford going 68 overall to the Broncos guard from uh, LSU. I really love Bradford's fit in the Broncos, especially before they paid a guard. I mean, he is, gigantic, Um, absolutely gigantic. I think he, uh, LSU had him listed at like 6'5", 355. Uh, He measured at the combine 332, but I believe he lost some weight for that. Still ran pretty well at a 508. Uh, Has like a nearly 35, or excuse me, 33 and a half inch arm length. He's very powerful. Um, Not great as far as the movement skills, not not, uh, shocking. Um, Especially in like sub packages, if he's going against, you know, a guy who reduces inside, he can get beat because he just doesn't have the movement skills, but really strong at the point of attack and move guys. Third round, though, for a guy who seems pretty positional limited, scheme limited, I don't know. Fourth round, fifth round, I think he fits this scheme great, but I would not take him 68 overall. There's guys available that I'm much more interested in.
2: Yeah, I'm okay going interior offensive line for sure. You know, center guard or somebody that can do center and guard would be fine. I'm just not sure that this is the right guy for that pick. Kind of like you're saying, I I agree with you, Nick.
1: Yeah. And the guys that go afterwards who interest me a lot in this mock DJ Turner cornerback, we've mentioned a little bit. Uh, he'd be one who'd be really interesting uh, for me for the Broncos there. Jack Campbell's still on the board. I'm not the biggest linebacker proponent, but he goes 75 to the Falcons. I mean, you're talking about a 10 year starter uh, linebacker there. I would love him. Marvin Mims goes 80 overall. BJ Ogilari goes 82. Jalen Duncan, uh, Scott's one of Scott's two guys. Scott, I'm going to say mingo and duncan are your two two guys those are, my two,
2: those are my two calls outs this year yes. i think or mingo and duncan last year it was probably um
1: abram and uh and, and uh, christian watson yes yep so plant your flags man you got to have your guys those are your guys uh and the 90th overall dewan jones all guys that i would be way before going um the uh bradford there from lsu so interesting uh to follow that from chad Reuters. his fourth round pick um for the broncos another one here that's uh Pretty interesting, and somebody that might be a little bit of an outlier—a uh, player that is maybe one of the more electric players in the draft, but small. Devon uh, chain, running back from Texas A&M, uh, measured minuscule, unfortunately. Uh, from uh, and that's probably trying to put on weight for the combine. Uh, comes in at uh, one eighty-eight. There is a unfortunately a pretty big line of demarcation for the running back position, where like if you're less than one ninety. You haven't done very well, historically speaking. And uh, I think it was, God, I cannot remember who it was. Maybe it was Nate Tice compared him to a Javad best. If you remember him from Cal Um, explosive player, but because of the size, I think he had a head injury and just like vanished quickly in the league because of injuries. There are just not many guys that small uh, that last that long for speed guys. How long, how big was Chris Johnson and how long did he last? Oh, um, he lasted probably six years. He didn't make a second contract. Now he was best on his first contract, mm-hmm. but, um, he, I think he was bigger than that. Let me pull it up here. Um, but, uh, East, did he play Eastern Carolina? Does that stand out to me? Here, I'll, I'll look it up real quick. He was 197. That's,
2: okay. Yeah. So, so that's 10 pounds heavier, definitely bigger. Um, so, I mean, he, uh, he, he
1: struck me as a speed guy,
2: but he's pushing 200 pounds. So. Yeah, yeah. 5'11, 195. So he had he had ten pounds and three inches of height. So he was he was built more like a wide receiver. Yeah, um, veneer.
1: But I love A chain and the fact that you get him now in the third round. I've you talked about he him. He was one ninety
2: seven with a four two four at the combine. So he was he was he was pretty special.
1: Yeah, that's amazing player. I Wish wish we could have seen him. uh, Wish we could see another type like him. I feel like there's not a lot, but A-Chain uh, talked about him some in the third round. That's fine. For the fourth round, though, for the Broncos, you're looking to add dynamic players in the past game, some explosiveness to the offense, some just dynamism out of the backfield. Third round maybe is a little bit early for the outlier that is the body type being under 190 pounds. Fourth round, though, I'm fine with it. Uh, I'd be okay with Devon A-Chain at pick, what is it, 108 or whatever it is. So uh, fine with that for the Broncos in that area. Uh, if he ends up being the pick there, then... I get it. You add a fun, explosive player. There are some other ones that make sense there. Uh, later on, you have Clark Phillips falling all the way down to the fourth round, cornerback from Utah. We talked about. Braden Daniels is a five position player um, from uh, Utah that could play literally all five spots in the offensive line there, who interests the heck out of me uh, for that team. So, some other players there. We got uh, Sika Ika, uh, Siaka Iki. Ika. There's, there's your big defensive lineman out of Baylor. Yeah. He's one of those that are 330 plus. He falls to the fourth round. He's very interesting to me. You have Yaya Diaby going 126 overall. Um big fan of him. Tyler Scott falling to 130. So uh, there's there's names available that I really do like here. And again, Chad Reuter, I think he does a good job of leaning away from the constant group think. So his mock drafts are always more random than what you see from a lot of people. But guess what? When you compare the group think to what actually happens in the draft, it's typically really random compared to what uh some of the uh, the group thinks uh, is having on there. So, shout out to Chad for the article. We appreciate it. Don't love every pick, but love the content.
2: Let's uh why don't we run through a mock draft? You start ripping off those names. My eyes start to gloss over just a little bit. So, um like I don't know all these guys, man. Let's uh you want to you want to run through a mock draft and if so, where?
1: Uh let's do PFF. Um just cuz I think the PFN one is like a lot of people work at PFN, uh but I am not as gung ho uh, with their simulator, I think it's oh, even more random, and I do not always love their uh, their board. I don't know where they congregate it from. I honestly think that the best method uh, for these drafts is to go with a consensus board and add randomness um, to it. But would be a uh, I think that's the way to go for this one.
2: All right, let me go. Um, let me share the screen, and I'll do so. Uh, do a little zoom zoomage here. So we're on PFF. I think I got seven rounds. I'm
1: going to go turbo. The last one seemed to take too long. That's okay. We were having fun talking about it. Yeah, I'm going to go turbo. Let's turn up the randomness a little bit. Ooh, that's fine. It's fine. We don't need it. Mm-hmm. We're good. Start
2: draft. All right. So we see are it. on. The- see, when you do that way, we get to the Broncos pick quickly. We did. Um, interesting to see who goes first again. It was Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Tyree Wilson. See, that would have been more interesting because Tyree Wilson's always available when we pick for uh, when we're on the Falcons channel. That's an easy pick for the Falcons and they get Christian Gonzalez at eight. Anthony Richardson at seven. He's going to be a handful. I think I, I think if he ends up in the West, if he ends up with the Raiders, it'll be fun to watch. It will be
1: uh, it will be interesting for sure. <laughs> Not fun for us. I don't I don't want to see that. I'd rather the Raiders take a bust. Um, this is probably the... be a bust, though, but he's yeah. got some athletic potential to be entertaining even if he's inconsistent as hell he's interesting too because his uh pressure to sack rate for being a running quarterback is like minuscule so like you look at him wow, compared to usually, will Levitz, it's usually high usually it's, the mobile guys get sacked more he just bounces guy b- guys just bounce off of him um like Man, you look it's... at him versus will levis will levis is like blind in the pocket and to runners and as a rusher like he just like bumps into dudes it's really weird to see in the Richardson just, he does not get sacked. And that's despite having like really long, uh, time to throw. So, um, we're looking at the draft here. Jamarcus Russell was fun and to and watch. He says yeah.
2: Jamarcus Russell was fun to watch too. Uh, Jamarcus was a gorgeous thrower. Jamarcus was never a runner and he was certainly not six five four four five two hundred and forty five pounds. Uh, yeah. the closest thing that we've ever had to, uh, to, um, Anthony Richardson is, is Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. And Cam Newton was very fun to watch.
1: Okay, well, I absolutely hate the top players here. Um, if Jamar Gibbs falls to pick, uh, what was it there? Pick 61, I am on the phone. Don't trade up for a running back. Nick, he's a weapon. Um, And this is a team that listened to their moves this offseason. They're going for it right now. So if Gibbs fell to 61, I'm probably on the phone Um, to see if I can make that move. But uh, 68, I'm going to be honest. I really hate every single one of these names on the board right now. I don't love that. 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 Um, Don't love that. <laughs> this is a uh, this is yeah this, this was is... real easy when tipman fell to us wasn't it yeah i'm
2: where did tipman go in this one he ain't falling or was it it was yeah goes, it was 57. 57. Fell all the way he's at 57 yeah the all the guys you want all went in the
1: bottom part of the second round the last five picks of the second which is one reason that oh don't trade up no matter what well i might actually um trade trade up a little bit if uh if the board falls a certain way so we are looking at the board here. Um, Wanya Morris, it's too early for him. Uh, is Jalen, Jalen Duncan might actually still be here. I don't know. I didn't usually see...
2: you have him picked. In the
1: 80s. Darius Rush, Ronnie Hickman, run of he five. He might be gone. He's gotta be gone. He must be gone. All right. Well, I will say that there are a, a number of really good cornerbacks um, left on this board uh, for me. Where is he at? it wouldn't go that high all right let's look at tackles he's there 123 for god's sakes they don't like him man
2: man i'll so. take the uh i'll take the over on that one good gracious or the, the under yeah i'll take the under. either way he's yeah. he's getting drafted higher than that so if you want to yeah. say he's getting drafted higher or if he's going before however you want to say it he ain't going 123
1: yeah i agree with you on that he's, but um he's so much better than break and it's not even close come on yeah yeah um, Let's see if we can save him for round four, uh, just for this one. And I want to get some different players in here. Can you go cornerbacks on the, uh, the drop-down menu here? I thought I saw a number of cornerbacks that really stood out to me. Um, I like DJ Turner a lot. He impressed the heck out of me at uh, Michigan this last year. Cam Phillips, Phillips really stands out as well. But the one that I'm going to go with here, just to be different, because um, we haven't done it as much, um, is uh, Rush. I think Rush, uh, he tested extremely well this season. He's down a little bit more. Um yep. th- they're not going to like my picks. I don't care. I think Rush um is going to end up being uh somebody who goes pretty early uh in the draft overall. Uh, I think he's probably as likely to go end of round 2 as early round 3. Um I think Dane Brugler has him as like a 60th overall prospect around there. He was awesome at the Senior Bowl. Yes, uh, for was. some reason for some reason he has been overshadowed by Cam Smith, but he's bigger, he's faster. He's longer. He's not as much of a trash talker as cam Smith, but I think he's the better player. So I'm going to go Darius rush here as a player. I was considering um, DJ Turner and uh, cam Phillips from Utah as well. But cam Phillips is so small. I I think rush does a little bit of everything. Um, So he's one that I'm going to give a call out here. I don't know if he's the, uh, the best um, player here, but the board didn't fall away that I really like it. So I'm going to go with him here.
2: Darius rush is not a trash talker. He's a leader. Um, You know, talking about going to events and things that you can learn when you're there. I watched him. He was one of those guys during separate when their offense and defense were kind of doing their one on, not their one-on-ones, but their individual stuff before they even warm up, before they get together and do their team stretching. When they blew the whistle and get everybody together, Darius Rush was with this defense and he he walks out to the wide receivers to the offensive lines are walking out, and he's high fiving everybody. I mean, he's just he's he's involved with the entire team. Darius Rush didn't just have a spectacular senior bowl on the field he he's a leader and and then he i think he tested in the flow four fours high four threes when they had his pro day um he's doing really well so again i'll take the however you want to say it but i don't think he's going to be around 100 and if you get him at 67 you're going to be really happy
1: scott i'm looking at his mock draftable right now do you know who is number two um athletic comparison players are? i don't know enough of who else is out there to say who number one is sauce Gardner in mm-hmm. terms of the athleticism body type and length Number two is uh Darius Slay. So he yeah. has thirty-three and three eighths arm length, two hundred pounds, and ran a four three six forty. Yeah.
2: That's- and he can play. He's, <laughs> he's 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 really good. Yeah. So again, if if you know, kind of like uh, the uh the UTSA kid that got drafted in the fifth last year, you know, if, yes. it, if he falls past, if you pass on him, you're gonna regret it. And you can say, Oh, there's hide inside, hide inside. no, no, this is all recorded and kept by YouTube forever. Yeah uh we'll say you don't let this guy get past 67
1: 68 i really like Darius Rush we have not taken him a single time yet but cornerback depth is one of the biggest needs in the broncos right now uh if you lose Darius Rush could probably come in and compete with Demari Mathis this this year and might even beat him out uh for goodness sake um so you need cornerback i think rush is one i don't think we've taken a single time yet on these simulators um so he stands out for me scott can you just roll down scroll down on the general this is fine too you can do this um yeah i wanted to take a look um you can't. Your your availability at edge
2: when you get into the sixties, even in a deep edge class, it's not great. Um, the best player in here is Yaya Diaby. Zach Harrison <laughs> is right there too.
1: Oh, and Zach Harrison, yeah. Um, so Yaya, Yaya Diaby is well. another one who I think is extremely underrated. Who? Yaya Diaby. That's that's your third guy, Scott, for your yeah. flag. Yeah, I like. I really like Yaya Diaby too. Um, can you go back to the general list? Um, just cause I want to, I'm going to try to take some players that we haven't, um, so far and some guys that just want to highlight. So we d- did pretty well at cornerback. Let's scroll down. I like Charbonnet a lot, but I'm going to wait on, uh, running back. Andre Carter, I believe is pretty overrated in this list. I don't want to, I want to wait on H no, Andre well. Carter's way overrated in this list. He's a six or seventh for me. Yeah. Uh, let's keep scrolling. Yep. Keep scrolling a chain. I'd rather wait on running back personally. Um, Hennan Hooker is probably the obvious pick here. I don't think. Could for... Do worse. Yeah, I want to take his teammate though. I thought I saw his teammate on the board, and oh, I want to man, talk. You about...
2: Have Henn and Hooker as a redshirt year? Mm. I be, think you know, if it's a... like, oh, but he's already old. Yeah, but twenty-six is not old for a quarterback. That's that's young. Ooh. I think nor- normally I'd I I could. could I could back. I could back the Hennan Hooker pick in
1: a hurry for all you, for for Broncos country. If you really want to do that, we can. I was going to say, say, take Cedric Tillman because we have not taken him in a single mock yet. And I they're going to clown me for this mock, but I really think Cedric Tillman is a, a great option uh, in this draft class. He is a he dealt with a high ankle sprain this last season, but he is a beast at the catch point. Um, he's super physical at the point of attack. Uh, again can get off. He's a blocker as well. He can do some stuff after the catch. This is a team that seems like they're trying to uh, over... Um, reshape their room. And I think Tillman, if he would have been healthy this season, probably would have, we'd be talking about him more as a top 40, top 50 guy. So uh, I think resetting that wide receiver room, adding more talent, adding some physicality. He's one that does a lot for me. And there you go. Falcons with Hendon. Falcons Hennon. took Hendon Hooker. Yeah.
2: That's
1: and not just a to bad be clear pick for them either. Yeah. And just
2: to be uh, and, clear. And, uh, and Jalen went uh, much higher. He went 80. Yeah. Positional he, value. He should go top 60.
1: Yeah, he should be a second round guy at the latest. So we're on the clock now. And I wanted to go um Tillman just because we hadn't done that a single time yet uh, in the, these mock drafts. And I think he is one that is at least uh, worth discussing. So now we are on the board with the Broncos um, again. The guy who I want to go here is Yaya Diaby. Is he still available? Um, I've been a massive fan of his as well. Um, he stands out for me. If I thought he was still available. I think he got nabbed. Go to edge. I didn't see.
2: I think he got nabbed. Um, he may because it's it's i I moved up some of the.
1: Oh, well, maybe he didn't. How far down did I go? Jeez, we well, went to edge specific, edge, so it really edge, uh, edge, limits edge. the list. Colby. Yeah, he's still there. 154. Screw them. I don't care what their board says <laughs> on this one. I'm going with guys that we like. Um, I think Yaya Diaby is a guy who's going to go third round. He's very big. He's physical. Here, I really like him. They're going to give us a terrible grade on this one, Scott, but I don't care. I'm going with, uh, let's, let's show a little Yaya Diaby. Let's do it.
3: He Um, is.
2: How do I not have his highlights? There's no way. Uh, Well, we'll fix that today. I don't see Yaya Diaby on here in my, in my list of players.
1: He's an awesome player. Um, I'll fix that today. I'll, I'll get that taken care of today. Tested extremely well. Great length. Um, Both uh, Louisville Edge rushers uh, had a great uh, combine, but Yaya Diaby gonna go pretty early. I may see 6'3", 263, So you know, built like a bowling ball. Uh, mm-hmm. He's a little bit longer, uh, a little bit older, but uh, that just high motor guy. Too
2: much. Just the the yeah. effort that he throws in there, getting him in the fourth is just fine for me. Um, Almost thirty four. I don't mind going safety here, Nick. Well. I don't mind yeah, going safety. Just, you, you need some, you need some insurance at safety for what you're bringing in. That's a thin, thin position right
1: now, Nick. Uh, is there a running back still? I'm not against um, that as well. Can I see what the running back room looks like? Uh, just cause I'm curious. I mean, I love Kenny. I like Kenny McIntosh oh, more than you're okay. too. Not even close for me. McIntosh. Uh, I think, I think I'm going to call Kenny McIntosh. Yep. does everything back. Broncos really need help there at that position. Um, so, and there's Anthony Johnson still on the board. Um, I think I'm fine with Anthony Johnson here uh, with this one, you know, get a little bit of safety um, depth insurance, special teams ability. P- PFF is going to clown me for this one. Cause we went against their board a lot on this mm-hmm. one, but I think I am calling out uh, areas where I'm calling out their board uh, saying that they're bad. <laughs> um, Cause it's I funny. like a lot of
2: D plus C minus D minus D minus a plus B minus. Hell, if that was the case, I would have graduated with a B minus GPA.
1: Absolutely. I think I really like how this one turned out for us a little bit. uh, I wish we'd have gone offensive line at some point. Uh, That's just kind of how it turns out sometimes. But uh, I think Darius rush is a Darius rush is probably one of the more intriguing players in the draft for me, given there's not much discourse about him. Do you think it's because this cornerback class is that good? No,
2: I don't know why. (laughs) Well, maybe he's too nice. Well, I don't know I, why. Now, he's he's someone I'm um, almost positive I have video on. Darius Rush. Um, uh, cornerback, all black. You know, I, mean, you're trying to, when, when, I always say if you can find a corner, these, these are one-on-ones. He's got no safety help, no pass rush, and he's trying to guard the entire frickin' field. If you can get somebody that can even stay with a receiver at all, even for a little bit... He got them, and he, he's running those routes for these guys. And these aren't these aren't the, the ones here at the beginning are all one on one Look, look, I mean, again, you have no help, and he's just wearing these guys as, as, a, as a second jersey. That's him against Mingo right there. Yeah. And Mingo's really look really at the size of Mingo's legs. I mean, Rush is massive. Coming off
1: of it right there, I just Darius Rush is a. You get him with that pick, you're going to be going, you're going to be going backwards. And you're taking advantage of a very good deep uh, cornerback class for a position that, when you look at the Broncos roster right now, is probably one of the biggest three concerns uh, for me entering the season. Uh, Looking at our,
2: our draft, if there's the one thing that we didn't get in there that we still need is an interior lineman. Or a tackle. We need an offensive lineman there somehow. Um, but the way the board fell, okay. Now we got to go work in free agency. We got to go get some guys, some vet minimum type of guys in order to pull that off. Because the way the board fell, you're you're pretty happy here. You really are. Yeah. Yaya Diaby's edge, but he's not. He's two eighty five. He's a defensive 260. lineman. He's two sixty. Oh, he's two sixty. I'm sorry. He's 260. He's a big edge. But yeah. He he's a he he can play edge. He's not a
1: drop into coverage. Edge outside linebacker. He's a defensive end edge with almost 34 inch arm length. I think almost yeah. 35 inch arm length. I mean, we got some length monsters on this one. We got a lot more physicality. Um, added another running back. Uh, maybe maybe if I was really pressed for it here, Scott, I would have gone. Uh, if we were like really, you actually probably would have taken Hen and Hooker at 68 if I wasn't stepping on your toes in this one mm-hmm. a little bit. Um, but maybe we'd have pounded the table there for uh, Jalen Duncan at 68. We'd have gone Rush and Duncan uh, instead of Tillman. But Wanted to highlight Tillman a little bit. I think he's going to be a very good number two or three wide receiver in the league, physical uh, guy. I think you have good value on him uh, there as well.
2: Yeah, and you need you could use another wide receiver too. You're, you're not sure if you do or not, but like we talked about last year, you thought you were good at wide receiver and you ended up with two. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they didn't stay healthy the whole season either. You had yeah. Sutton and you had Judy. Whop, whop. You know, oh, we'll have this guy, this guy, and this guy. Well, you didn't. You didn't have them. Yeah. Uh, you can't count on... um I'm drawing a blank on your Penn State guy, KJ, KJ Hamler. Yeah, you you uh, you you, you're, you can't count on him. Nope. Patrick should be back, but who knows? You know the the depth there goes from okay, we're really
1: good at wide receiver to oh man, we stink at wide receiver in a hurry. It's <sighs> unfortunately very true. But uh, Scott, any thoughts uh, before we get on out of here? Um, we got our guys, Peter. Hello from Hong Kong. Hope you're doing well out there, Peter. I think things are kind of weird right now in that part of the world. Um, so hopefully you are staying safe and doing okay. Uh, I'm not sure what's going on with uh, Taiwan, but uh, things seem uh, agitated there. Uh, Patrick coming in, our guy, Patrick. Uh, I finished one of my bags of coffee today, Patrick. I still have plenty. You don't you don't need to send me any, uh, but uh, shout out to you, Lion Coffee Company, that vanilla macadamia. I got to say my wife, she's not typically the flavored coffee fan, but I put that one in and she comes down and she like her feet, like it's like one of those cartoons where I make the coffee and she floats <laughs> down the stairs with her nose in the air and her feet floating to the coffee machine cuz it smells that good. So guys, make sure you guys check out Lion Coffee. Uh shout out to Patrick for sending that to us. I mean, I can't I can't thank you enough, man. Those are those are awesome. If you have any um Pat Lion Coffee uh stickers, send them to me cuz there's a hike out here. It's about a 10-mile hike with like 4,000 feet elevation to a mailbox that they put on top of a mountain and people slather stickers all over it. And I will take that sticker and put it up there for you if you send Plant it to me. It's your flag. Exactly. Uh, so thank you, Patrick. Keith, I
2: wasn't able to go back and see since he didn't go in the first round. I didn't see the full results on that. I'm not sure where safety, uh, the battle went from Alabama. Um, and are there any FBS guys that you would uh, take for the Broncos? Cody Malk is one I think we're watching pretty closely, Nick. Yep. Um, if he's available after that, he's the one that, that really sticks out for me after that. I don't I don't remember too many of them this year. Uh, there's um, a big defensive lineman from Coastal Carolina, that he was a little out of shape, but if you can get him like uh, Jared Clark, six three, three thirty four, he was he was a little heavy. Um, if you slim him down to three twenty and make him fight his way off of a practice squad, he's somebody I would keep an eye on for sure. Is Coastal Carolina FBS? Uh, I not to get... de- I don't consider him. Okay,
1: I've, I he was won. thinking like the ones that are like South Dakota State. Like uh, Tucker Kraft is one out there. Um, you have both your Old Dominion guys. Um, Zach Koontz is one that stands out. Uh, there's also another Old Dominion um guy. Uh, Sal Saldiveri, yeah, offensive lineman. Yeah, yes. he was a uh, he played he
2: played offensive tackle and guard. Yes, Saldaveri, Let me see. Let me see his name. He. Was... I'm impressed by him. He's good. Nick Saldaveri was solid. Six six three eighteen. Um he was five, two with a four, six, nine shuttle 31 inch vert. And he was, he was solid at the, uh, at the senior bowl. He's someone you could keep an eye on as well.
1: Uh, another one that stands out here. A lot of, you, you should know a lot of these, not, you shouldn't have to, but good chance. The Broncos take a FCS, uh, level entry offensive lineman late. Um, and one that I think has been getting a little bit of buzz is a uh, Colby soars from William and Mary. Another one who stands out here to keep an, uh, an eye on for him and Arkansas, the Broncos brought in a, uh, offensive guard from Arkansas state who has some really good tape, um, at Arkansas state as well. And he is massive. He is a earth moving dude. You can tell this Broncos team is looking for you know, those 340 pound type of guards. Uh, but, uh, there's some definitely some uh, interior offensive linemen um, from that level that uh, you should keep an eye on, and that's typically. I mean, I probably would say the interior offensive line is the one position that you see more FCS guys than any other position, right? Would you say that's correct? Scott? The I offensive mean, line.
2: The... Well, with the way people transfer around, it you probably won't see the fallbacks as much as you did since you can go mm-hmm. from stay on the same level. But yeah, it's the again the the most common guys out there are 6'3", 300 pounds. They're they're everywhere. Yeah. Uh, when you're when you're doing this. For a living you go to high schools there's my high school had their 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 line average 300 pounds you know not a one of them went d1 so they develop a little more slowly as these guys round into their bodies and figure out who they're going to be get their man strength going you can't pay. i I always love that you guys don't know what you're doing look at this guy from small school i'm like well how come 100 d1 schools miss that guy too you know it's it's an imperfect science so yeah I would say for sure the 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 when they're the the body type is the most common, you're gonna get the most variance in where they come from. Four three speed is rare. They get yep. snatched up by the big schools. Six six is rare. They get snatched up by the big schools. Um, if there's anything off the big school, it's typically quarterback and in an offensive line.
1: Yeah. And one more shout out on FCS, Andre Yosevis, name that stands out. Um for mm, the uh Yeah, yep. Princeton. Small school. So uh Michael Ronquillo saying, great show today. Nick and Scott and Broncos for breakfast. Go Broncos and Buckham. Thank you so much, Michael. Hope you're doing well. Always appreciate uh, the, the shout outs there. Keith Brugman's in the house too, saying thanks for your answers today, gentlemen. Have a great day. Um, Todd, personally, I'd be disappointed that Broncos don't draft the tight end in what looks like a very good tight end class. Well, Todd, this is the uh, this is the kicker. You only have five picks. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> you're going to miss out on some picks. We, I, the one I'm sad about is we didn't take one offensive lineman. Don't think That's that'll a big happen. one for me too. So we ended up going cornerback and wide receiver. And I mean, I love our, I really do like the draft class that we have, but uh, we just have limited avenues with limited picks. You,
2: you, you can really make an argument for a need everywhere. I almost took quarterback. I almost took, I would have maybe taken Hen and Hooker in that spot. You, yep. I, if I'd paid attention, Mike, cause Jalen Duncan would have been much higher on my board. And as I'm crossing off names, he would have jumped right out at me. Um, but you can make an argument for a need at every single position. So you just, you want to, put your guys on your list and see who's still at the, the highest, the highest group of guys when you're drafting. And mm-hmm. I can make an, I can make an argument for any position. Safety's real easy for me to make a, an argument for corner wide receiver. You're okay at guard, but you're one injury away again from not being okay at guard. You know, mm-hmm. so if I were to get a third round guard to come in and compete for the backup spot, he's probably going to get a lot of, a lot of time mm-hmm. uh, in
1: over the course of the season. So yeah, there's a lot of variants there. Yeah. Without a doubt. Clayton sheds done. Good. Now you can go listen to your favorite podcast again now that we're wrapping up. Tim Durr, great pod as always. Buck you for being a Cardinal fan, Nick. Well, buck me for being a Cardinal fan too. They've been really disappointed out the yeah, game. Could you bring Atlanta.
2: them back to Atlanta? The Padres just swept the Braves after the Braves, you know,
1: were playing Slacked. the Cardinals. God, the pitching looks terrible. Um, long season. That's okay. And also St. Louis is coming out to Seattle, so maybe they'll end up winning some games. My my uh, Mariners are stinking too. Uh, but I got to see a o- Otani home run live. So that's pretty good. I'll be able to tell my kids that. Also, Summit got to see it live because I took the dog to the ballpark. So that was a uh, it was only 38 degrees out. It was great baseball weather. Um, Dom, good to see you. Kevin Gray, appreciate you. Dom saying it just woke up. Well, I'm glad you got to wake up. He's risen. Peter Middleton, uh, would you take an expected third rounder you've been wanting? You're wanting? Would you take an expected third you want rounder a guy that, that you think is
2: going to be there? or Would you rather have somebody drop that you didn't expect to be there?
1: I'm guessing the answer is I'd rather have somebody drop because that means that it's somebody that I didn't, I value highly that I didn't think right. would fall that far.
2: And you got to trust your board. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if, if I, I have Jalen Duncan at 50, if he's
1: available at 67, I'm snatching him. I don't care what anybody else thinks at that point. Yeah. I agree with you. Well, Scott, um, any final thoughts uh, before we wrap on it up here? I know that we went a little long today. Uh, we both got to get going. I got to get my car radiator checked, um, but uh, any, what's going on today? Any thoughts?
2: No, just a nice day outside going through a Monday. It's a five-day work week. Oh, my goodness. But, you know, after a couple of shows, we'll be just two weeks away from the draft, and it's going to be a lot of fun.
1: I cannot wait. We're getting there. We're getting through spring, on to summer. You guys have a great one. We're going to wrap it up. Make sure you follow Scott on Twitter at Scout Kennedy. I'm at Nick Kendall, MHH. Also, follow us at BFB underscore pod and at Mile High Huddle. If you haven't done so yet, follow us at Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle and Facebook.com forward slash Mile High Huddle pod. And as the ticker says there underneath, make sure on YouTube you're subscribing to Mile High Huddle, liking this page, liking this show specifically, and sharing it on your social media platforms. Not everybody can come in like Michael Ronquillo or Gary Leeds Palmer or Mark Strader or any of our super chat uh, superstar people um, that come in. Yeah, Keith coming in. We always appreciate you guys. But if you can't be like them, then uh, make sure you're doing the likes, the thumbs up, the shares on the way out. We really do appreciate that. It helps us almost as much. You guys have a great one. Uh, Scott? We'll see you tomorrow morning for another uh, Broncos for breakfast. But until then, continue to choose kindness and compassion. Go Broncos.
0: Head on over to milehighhuddle.com for all things Broncos. Good morning, Broncos country.